Hi everyone, you're listening to Guts and Girl Bits. I'm Alison Mitchell, a practicing naturopath, and I hope to share with you all sorts of information about women's health and digestive health to educate and empower you to make informed choices about your own health. Please remember that all information is general and does not replace consulting with a healthcare practitioner. In this podcast, I've asked a clinical aromatherapist to join me to chat about essential oils. But it might not be the sort of discussion you'd expect. We're not talking about different remedies for conditions or anything like that, but rather I've asked her onto the show to chat about essential oil safety. Do you use essential oils? I would expect the majority of those listening to this show do use them to some extent, given how popular they are becoming, especially amongst those who are interested in natural medicines. There's a lot of awesomeness about essential oils, but there's a lot of people using them that haven't been given the full story about their potential side effects and how to use them safely. Given that the amount of essential oil poisonings has been increasing each year and the majority of cases of harm are in those who are under 15 years of age, I really feel it's important to share the importance of knowing how to use essential oils safely to keep both yourself and your children safe. So I'm joined in this episode with the alternative mama, aka Rain. She is a clinical aromatherapist and student naturopath with a Bachelor of Environmental Science. Rain is passionate about sharing essential oil safety information and she's a wealth of knowledge about this. Her Instagram is full of great info about safety and about how to use them and about how to understand who's giving you correct information. So head over to her page after this episode and check it out. We did have some connection issues for our recording, so unfortunately the sound quality in some parts isn't great, but it does improve a little bit after the first few minutes. Hi Rain, thank you so much for joining me. I'm, I'm so excited to have you on because I've been watching so many of your videos lately on Instagram and I'm finding them so informative and I really wanted to help spread the word about the things that you have to say as well. So I'd love to know a little bit more about you to begin with. So can you tell me a bit more about, about your journey into learning and using plants and, and oils for both yourself and also for your family and then how you start to spread that out into the wide world? Yeah, I was always around alternative healing um, with my mum. And then when I was a teenager, I went through some of my own health journeys around um, my menstrual cycle and as well as eczema. Um, And it was a lot of like trial and error for me with a lot of things. And I always well, eventually ended up landing on a more natural approach. Um, Then when I finished high school, I went straight into studying a degree of environmental health science um, because I was always interested in the impact on the environment more so than humans. Um, But as I delved more into my scientific thesis and all that stuff, um, what really stood out for me was the impact humans were having on the environment and even amongst those holistic health healing methods and people didn't seem to really realize what they were doing by trying to fix themselves you know and to me that almost seemed a bit selfish um, that we weren't considering others or the world as part of our journey if that makes sense (laughs) um 
Yeah, so then I went into um, a clinical aromatherapy and I got certified amongst that. And then I started my naturopathy degree two years ago. And amongst it, I've also decided to add like crystal healing, um, certified herbalism. And basically, I want to join them all together um, to bring forward my idea of a healing clinic for people and the earth. I love that. So that's- I think it's important <laughs> to have an environmental perspective when you're looking at being a healer. Like I think that you can't be a healer without considering the environment as well. But um, yeah. well, a good one, yeah. maybe. <laughs> and so, like, like I'm, I'm really keen on the idea of sustainability of plants and things like that. So I love that. That's something that you are so passionate about as well um yeah well it's literally like my main point of focus and then humans like I really think they need to work together for it to happen correctly yes so that is a lot of study that you would have been doing over the years have you ever not studied (laughs) no (laughs) which is probably really strange actually but I just like to keep myself busy as weird as that is um I enjoy it and I enjoy the idea that like that the idea that always more to learn um and especially with things around environment the facts are changing um so what you might have learned 10 years ago not same as what it is now um so I think there's a great truth in that in always adding to it Yes. Um, I mean, I would probably consider myself the same, um, although I don't do it to keep myself busy because I feel like I'm busy enough, but um, especially like having kids as you do, um, like when you just are you constantly trying to learn and better yourself with constant sense of improvement. Um, I feel this happens a lot with women is that you get continually stuck in this cycle of learning, learning, learning everything and that like you never go on to actually teach and share information. But what what I love is that you can do both and as long as you're sort of open and saying, you know, I have like I'm just learning this thing and here I want to share it with you as opposed to declaring yourself an expert on the topic. um, That's still okay to do that. And I feel like by doing these essential oil and aromatherapy IGTVs, that's brought out to the side of wanting to teach what I do know more than just sitting at home and absorbing more kind of thing. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, oh, goodness. So, I mean, there's so much that you can learn about it. And I think that, like, you know, like a lot of the things that you're sharing is about how people have um, been misusing it, um, potentially not like knowingly. Um, so what are some of the events that you've seen or you've observed that's really sort of sparked is like, I need to clear up this information about essentials? Um, yeah. Well, I started working when I merged into the naturopathy and stuff and was doing my business, the alternative mama on the side. I started to become known as a qualified clinical aromatherapist on the coast. Um, so I was being um, utilized for a lot of cases and I don't know what the essential oils movement is like where you are, but on the coast, it seems to be very large. <laughs> um, 
And just at our hospital, we were having um, huge increases and also paramedic calls out to um, basically overdosing on essential oils because people were self-prescribing on themselves and their kids. And so I was asked to start looking in or explaining um, the negative reactions because it seems that some GPs are also not trained in it. Um, but now that it's become such a popular thing, um, like more people are looking for it. And then I had a beautiful friend um, who her son overdosed on oregano essential oil. And um, in the heat of the moment, she actually said to me, like, why didn't you tell me? And I was like, oh, like, and it like hit a spark. And um, that's where it all changed for me. Um, so that's why I started speaking about it because I was having too many people um, close to me and around me not experiencing the benefits of them anymore. So, yeah, they're having much more of a negative effect. And so that's really interesting as well that you were, like, actually getting called on to see these cases. So it's yes. not like just hearsay, like you've actually had firsthand experience with it as well. Yes. So over, it was just the other weekend, we crossed over into our, um, past our 1,000th case and I only did Sunshine Coast region. Um, that's an insane number. <laughs> like, wow. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And, you know, it goes to show that, like, essential oils are a very um, isolated component of a complex thing of a plant. And so it it makes sense that they would have these, like, really toxic sort of reactions if used poorly. Yes. So what are some of the biggest mistakes that people are making with essential oils? Um, For me, it's like what I see is just the overuse of them. Um, People with the popularity and the whole movement of using essential oils at home and um, using DIY recipes that they see on Instagram or Facebook or um, Pinterest or whatever, um, people are just overusing them and trying to use them for absolutely everything and I know that with the large companies out there that are selling them they're being pushed to access your essential oils for everything and as a aromatherapist like that is just so wrong Mm. um and it just blows my mind because yes like they're great and they're amazing but you should not be reaching for them for absolutely everything because that's causing more damage in the long run and not just on people as well but also the environment because of how um much like of the plant or the crop is needed to make one 10 mil bottle say and so many people are buying them and like how they're being sold and all that stuff it's just crazy like the human body and the world can't keep up (laughs) oh my god and you know you've probably seen it but there's a meme that goes around that says like there's an oil for that (laughs) literally like yeah and like it's that kind of thing that i'm just like no please stop like and there probably is an oil for that but not the same person should be using an oil for absolutely everything that comes up in their life, you know what I mean? I feel like there's always another way that should be utilised first, such as the actual plant form or changing something in your home or, you know, other ways instead of just adding essential oils on top of it. Yep. And I think, like, to clarify, like, as an aromatherapist, you're not 
anti-essential oils you're more so like wanting to advocate the correct usage of them um and myself as a naturopath like i'm a herbalist i'm all about like um the therapeutic intervention order where you basically use the least intimate um, invasive upwards to the strongest when it's needed but always starting with the most gentle thing possible and herbs are complex um, like things that have many different types of phytochemicals in them and they do contain an aspect of volatile oils which is powerful but when it's isolated um, that's when you tend to see these issues and I know you've spoken about this before that you can't sort of say well, this herb in um, this form is good for one thing, so therefore we can apply it to the use of the essential oil. Would yes, you're right? exactly right. <laughs> like, <sighs> uh, I, I actually use, I make and use a lot of whole herb infused oils, which yep. um, my main thing that's prompted me to do that was learning a bit more about how much goes into making essential oils. And so using the whole herb, I'm thinking, you're actually getting a bit more in there um, of different like yep. more com compounds but it's also much less herbs that you have to use um, yeah can you give me a few examples of some um, things that people might sort of not realize in terms of how much plant material goes into making an oil uh yes of course um for like a frankincense um 10 ml bottle it's something like 20 kilos of actual resin um, a 10 ml bottle of lavender is like an approximate um, football field size of a lavender crop. Um, lemons are like an insane amount of lemons. Um, I'll have to send that information through later <laughs> because I've forgotten off the top of my head. But it's like, like not even 10 times the size. It's like 100 times the size of the bottle. Like it's absolutely insane. Insane. So Oh my God. So if you have like thousands and thousands of people using these oils and buying multiple bottles at a time, how much space do we need to grow all of these herbs and how quickly? Exactly. And that's what I'm them? like, that's what I'm really trying to bring across is because a lot of the people using essential oils want to maintain a more natural approach, but that is not natural. <laughs> like yeah. Consuming or growing or using that many like crops in general like that's yeah it's just not normal and we're demanding the use of essential oils more and more and the world just can't keep up so we're fast tracking the crops which leads to more dangers in the essential oils and yeah it's just wild so it's what are like our... this ongoing crazy weird cycle that i'm just like you gotta chill <laughs> yeah just 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 take it down a notch <laughs> Yeah, like let's just back up just yeah. a little bit, please. <laughs> and I mean, it's a, it's a rough topic to touch on, but potentially when you are invested financially into the, the use of them and promoting the use of them, then it compounds the problem. So I think that like it's all, it's fine to use essential oils in moderation and carefully, but it's the quantity and the intention behind it as well. Exactly. Like, I am not against essential oils at all whatsoever. Like, obviously, I'm an aromatherapist. Yeah. <laughs> I use them um, within my home. My business um, has a large aspect of essential oils within them. But I am the first one to put my hand up and say that you shouldn't be reaching them for everything. I shouldn't even be using them every day. Um, and 
yeah, like more people, I believe, need to have that respect of them because we're only making things worse. And with all these people being damaged and the earth being damaged, it's going to come back on the aromatherapy industry um, that aromatherapists will one day probably eventually be seen as this weird, cuckoo, wrong industry. And I don't want that. <laughs> like, they're amazing, they have their benefits, but people need to be more aware of the other side and the risks that are brought with them and to use them wisely. Yep. And I mean, as a naturopath, like I relate to that as well. And that like, you know, that your, your tools have so much potential, but when they're used incorrectly, then that's where the damage happens. Yes, exactly. Um, and like, I, I'm, I'm a firm believer in that, like, we should have the tools ourselves. Like we, sh- we shouldn't have to rely on, um, like experts to necessarily tell us, but it's just that when this information is getting spread, in a way that's harmful um, and with financial motive, that's where I think this is going wrong. So we need to sort of step in and say, like, like hold in, hold on a moment. You know, it's okay to use it, but just carefully. Yeah, and that's why I've really um, found it difficult, I guess, sometimes because, like, trying to look at the um, bigger picture. Sometimes I get angry because I'm like, why do these people have to like keep selling them and keep on insisting to use them in this way? But then I step back and I'm like, okay, so they didn't know. So then is it the company's fault? And does that come back onto like financial gain? Or, you know what I mean? Like, where's the point of where this all went wrong and how do we backtrack? Because then I also look at the use of social media, which plays a large part in it, because I don't believe that people should be sharing DIY recipes because what works for me will not work for you unless you have consulted an aromatherapist first. Yeah. Like, like for me as a herbalist, I would be like, of course. But then when you they see all these recipes getting spread for essential oils and you're like, oh, okay, like unless you like have that sort of way of thinking, you wouldn't think otherwise so it's unless you've actually been opened to that idea. Exactly, exactly. And I put up a point of view on my Instagram the other day how um, I said um, if you were looking for something to treat a headache and you wanted as an example, Nurofen, would you make your own Nurofen at home? And not one single person said yes. And then I turned it and said, so if someone was selling Nurofen, but they weren't a pharmacist or a doctor, but they were doing really well on Instagram, would you buy it? Like, would you trust them and would you buy it? And majority of people still said no, but some people said yes. And I was like, okay, so this is where it's kind of going wrong because why would you just trust someone on Instagram before you self-research their accreditation and knowledge further? You know what I mean? Especially when it's your individual health and your children's health that is being put at risk. Well, I, I think that the side effects and like the negative consequences of it don't get shared as much as they should do. No, and not so- at all. And that's why I started what I did <laughs> yeah and like I know like a lot of the people that use the oils that the, the ones that I know like they they get a sense of empowerment um like, of sovereignty um and like I think it's it's pleasurable it's it's like they look nice they smell nice 
and like you feel like you're looking after yourself and your family's health and so like i can certainly understand why and then you know what if it makes you an income then okay cool even more exciting for the person but when you've got this these blinkers on to the negative sides of it because one you're not getting told of it and two you've got this pressure to ignore that that's that's where it gets a bit eerie yes and i completely agree and i think it's a great tool or um need to want to have that self-power for yourself and your family to take charge of your health in today's world but you need to be going into these choices with both sides and majority of these people do not have both sides when it comes to essential oils um like pretty much everyone i have ever spoken to dealt with cross paths with since this what i've started with essential oils they have had no idea like absolutely none they've only known the benefits and that's just crazy yeah <laughs> considering what the risks actually are <laughs> yeah and i mean it's the same with pretty much anything that you ever use that's it's going to have an influence on the body and so like you can't yeah. just have something that's all lovely it yes. doesn't work that way exactly um, so, I mean, I know that like a lot of people are moving towards essential oils because like they want to improve their health and then they've become aware of the, the nasty things that are out there in terms of like endocrine disrupting chemicals, which, um, you know, has a huge impact on fertility and general health and thyroid health and hormone balance and things like that. And so these are often going to be found in cleaning products, beauty products, all of those sorts of things. And so they think, I know what I'll do is I'll use lemon in my in my spray bottle and clean the house with that instead. Yeah. Yeah. So problematically, lemon, not so great. I mean, I don't, I, like, I'm not an expert, so I wouldn't be able to list off the side effects, but I know it's not great for your lemonade. So, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what, what options do people have? Um, well, it's funny that you bring that up because when you know the science behind of what essential oils trigger in um, the human body and why they're called aroma therapy, it's because humans are attracted to what that scent actually triggers in your memory and so on and so forth and it makes you feel good. But when you take that scent away, say like you're doing DIY cleaning products at home, if you were to take the scent of an essential oil away, it still cleans. (laughs) Um, So things like vinegar and bicarb soda still do the job without the essential oil. The essential oil just adds that extra feel-good, I've cleaned, nice smell. Citrus fresh. (laughs) Yeah, citrus fresh to the home. And it's also why they will add that stuff to um, cleaning products that you can buy at Coles or Woolworths. You know, they'll literally label it citrus fresh or eucalyptus clean and all Mm. those things. Um, But so one thing that I've been teaching people is if you decide not to use the essential oil, you can actually utilize the plant. So how I clean at home is I use an actual lemon. (laughs) And um, I can actually use the whole lemon and not have any waste because I can cut it. I can use the rind for baking. The juice can be boiled and added to your steam mop. It can be used on your grout with bicarb. You can literally squeeze it onto spots on laundry and wash it with vinegar. 
and it still does all the job. And then at the end of the day, you can cut your lemon and stick your lemon slice in your beer and the only waste you have is for your soil and your garden. <laughs> and that just makes so much more sense to me than using an essential oil. Like, But it seems that people don't know this or don't think, hey, I can probably use a lemon over lemon essential oil. Or maybe it's also, um, you know, it's it's just easier to do a drop as opposed to having to cut it and, you know, I'm yes, not sure. But, <laughs> but. And I also think that if you want to take um, the power, like we were talking about, and have that knowledge to your self-power of you and your family, that involves work. You can't rely on just what someone else has created. And because at the end of the day, essential oils are not a natural component. They are something that a human has done to something to create. Um, so if you take that away, then no one has the power over what you're using, in my opinion. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so do you um, find that, like, with everything that you're talking about, that, like, you tend to get a lot of people get very triggered? I haven't um, had so... any major negativity. Like, I haven't had any people arguing or saying I'm wrong or stupid or fighting. You know what I mean? But I do get an overload of emotions. Um, but I prepare myself for that and I make sure that I hold the space for those people. Um, and my number one goal is to release these videos that, so that I have time afterwards, that I've explained it in a simple, nice and easy manner to understand. And I hope I'm doing that. And I think I'm doing that because I do get a lot of people who message me afterwards, um, you know, telling me that they're embarrassed or um, they feel silly um, or embarrassed is a big one because of harm that they've done to their children often. Um, and also themselves, but I do get a lot of mums who say, like, I don't care what I've done to me, but my children, like, this is not okay. Mm. And um, from that, there comes, there seems to be a lot of people who have wanted to open up and vent for so long that they kind of overload onto me, which is totally fine. <laughs> I'm happy to do that when I can um, because... The movement of essential oils is so large that when people are having the negative reactions and the risks are happening, they feel like they haven't been able to speak up about it or when they have approached people within the business that they're buying it from, they're told that they're being silly and that essential oils can't do that and they don't cause allergic reactions and it must be a detox phase of the body and they need to keep using essential oils to fix it. Um, and they started having these gut feelings like, no, this is wrong. Something's not right. Um, so I've been described as a breath of fresh air for some people to feel like that they're not going crazy, even though they've caused some harm in their lives, if that makes sense. Okay. So that's like certainly a lot more of a positive type reaction than I would have potentially like anticipated. Yeah. Yes, I definitely see it as a positive. Like it's terrible that it's happened and it sucks and I can't believe we got there in the first place, but they seem to be happy that they can finally um, make sense of what has happened because no one has been able to tell them thus far. 
And I think that's another thing too, is that so many people might be getting symptoms that they can't really put a finger on. And yeah, it's this low, right. low grade, low, low grade simmering of immune disruption and inflammation. And um, I would imagine there's going to be a lot of microbiome impact as well. Like, would would you see that happening too? Yeah, not, not definitely. Just like, and yeah. I was explaining the other day that um, for a world that is so um, crazy and intense about gut health and root causes at the moment, it's funny that people aren't seeing that essential oils are actually a root cause and are creating the signs and symptoms um, that people are seeing but not linking to Mm. essential oil use. Um, And so when I have clients come through that have experienced negative reactions, we really need to um, discuss their whole lifestyle and what they've been doing because even over-diffusing in a home can be a huge trigger and people don't go, oh, my diffuser's on. Yeah, right. Um, yeah. So as far as the ways that you can go about doing things safely, um, yep. the impression that I'm getting is that moderation is key. Um, yep. But is there things that you definitely suggest avoiding? for instance, like oral use or like certain things that shouldn't be done topically? Yes. Um, I don't think you should be making your own products to use topically. I think you need to be a part, um, buying from an actual accredited aromatherapist. Um, I know the industry is absolutely overrun with people who just decided to start making blends at home because they were working wonders on themselves and so they kind of were like, oh, everyone else will love this. Um, Even though I understand the good intention behind it, you need to be buying from an accredited clinical aromatherapist for topical use. Um, Diffusing is great for a home. However, I think only diffusing through moments where it's needed, not every day, needs to be um, regarded, as well as what you're diffusing for your particular family and if you've got pets, if you have guests coming over, if you're pregnant, if other people are on medication. Um, I am completely against all um, internal use of essential oils. And, um, like, as a naturopath, I think there's just so many other ways to do it without using an essential oil. And I'm also against cleaning with essential oils, which we also kind of touched on <laughs> <Yeah>. as well. <laughs> um, I, I find that a lot of people are taking it orally. Um, yes. And, like, there's quite a lot of products within certain companies that contain oils in them for oral use. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are some? I on. I just don't know how this got so blown up. I really don't. I don't understand how it's happened because yeah, there are companies that are making chocolate with them and baby food, and <gasps> I. I just. I don't get it. I'm so confused. Um, it blows my mind, and I want to have sympathy, but in some cases, I'm just like, no, that that's not okay. Like, when did that ever become okay? It's like so, you said before, like people would be, they'd be like, I don't care what I did to myself but for my children or your babies. You'd be, I think that's, yeah, something you'd people be really need to know. You would probably like never forgive yourself. There would always be this like little guilt in the background, like oh, I did that. Um, 
and it's intense. And so I think for large companies to be jumping on, oh, hey, essential oils and natural approaches and all that stuff are really popular at the moment, so we should use them in our face care and skin care and food, it's like, no. (laughs) I see that as they're just seeing it as a way that it can sell, and that's where I get really worked up. (laughs) Yeah, it's... (laughs) Yeah, when you see the other side of it, I think it's very easy to get worked up about it. Yes, yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. Now, um, as a clinical aromatherapist, you have a lot of your own offerings as well, which um, I've had a look through your website and they all look absolutely beautiful. And um, you also include a lot of crystals and um, are, are like whole parts of plants in there too, which is just so beautiful and cool can you tell me a bit more about like your range and and your offerings as well yep um so as we've already talked about my approach always involves the environmental environment first um so with that um i'm known as a wicca practitioner so i use the elements of the world around me to pour into every single product that I produce. So because of that, I am small batch and slow crafted. Um, A lot of the herbs are grown myself or I um, self-harvest or I only um, work with small local businesses who are organically certified. Um, Yeah, so absolutely everything is done by me. And I just think it's really important that when you come to my website or my Instagram page and you ultimately join my community, that you feel like you belong somewhere, that even if you're not using essential oils, um, you're feeling connected to the herb blends or the naturopathy support and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously being a mum as well, like there's that connection and yeah. So that's really important to me. <laughs> and so you've, you've got some blends there that are specific for children as well. So pregnancy, yep. breastfeeding. So there's some really nice safe options there. Yes. Do you have a favourite, a favourite product? Oh, it changes all the time. <laughs> and I get asked this probably quite often. Um but currently, my favourite would probably be my new herbal body butter um, called Embalmed Juju. It is actually completely essential oil-free. Um, for me, when I started discussing the risks of essential oil oils, I felt that it was necessary to also show that you can still gain health <laughs> for yourself without the use of them. Um, so I embarked on creating um, skincare without essential oils that were um, yeah, all herbal based um, and still vegan and cruelty free um, and the feedback of that product has been absolutely phenomenal so I'm currently on a high with that one. <laughs> <laughs> well it does look very luscious. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and do you have a, a favourite essential oil? Um, like a single essential oil? Yeah. Oh, that one's tough. (laughs) (laughs) Well, typically I'll Um, I'll ask naturopaths what their favourite herb is. And so seeing as that's in your world too, you could could say what's your favourite herb if you'd like. 
Yeah. Right. Okay. Favorite herb. Can't go past calendula. Does so much. Love it. Um, but you don't really produce calendula as an essential oil form. Um, but lavender is a pretty simple, gentle approach as an essential oil if you know the benefits and the risks. So they're probably that's probably my favourite to work with. Yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> it's probably one of the most well-known, I'd say. Yes, it's definitely the most well-known that I feel like people get bored with it, but lavender can offer you so much if, yeah, you're working with it. And there's quite a lot of subtypes of lavender as well in the essential oils. Yes. So they all do different things slightly. Yes, and that's that's one of the um, things that people need to know when working with essential oils is what actual plant strain it's um, coming from, um, how it was distilled, all that stuff, because all that stuff plays a huge part in what it's doing in mm. its essential oil form. Mm. Do, yeah. you, do you ever use hydrosols? Um, occasionally, but I more lean towards essential oils. Sure. I'm, I'm a pretty big fan of hydrosols, although I don't have yep. a still to make it myself. Um, yep. But I do love using them personally and um, as a nice sort of gentle way of putting it on the skin. Yes. And they smell nice too. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, I do access um, hydrosols in the more um, like where we're talking about strengths, like say those really high strength, dangerous ones like um, clove very dangerous essential oil so when you're looking for um a calmer use of it particularly amongst people who are like on medication um because clove shouldn't be used by pregnant people kids um people on heart medication or with conditions and stuff like that so hydrosols um are an easier offer not easier what's the word i'm looking for more helpful yeah like less dangerous kind of thing um because the risks change between a hydrosol and essential oil because of the strength yeah yeah (laughs) yeah cool um i guess like you know one of the key themes is that like depending on the way that these things are formed so an essential oil versus a hydrosol versus a fluid extract versus a decoction or an infusion or a food-based form you're going to get different potencies different effects different strengths and toxicities so you kind of need to know what you want to achieve and have that risk benefit analysis as well yes So, Rain, what's in the future for you? What are you looking at doing as you move forward? Well, my business, The Alternative Mama, seems to be growing with every update it has and every essential oil video I release. Um, (laughs) So my focus is really on that at the moment. I am always on the lookout for a physical, clinical storefront. I would love to get off social media and be available um, in the community more physically. (laughs) Um, So as I finish naturopathy and all that stuff, I really hope to combine exactly what I'm doing now in more of a store. I think that would be beautiful, like a beautiful (laughs) apothecary. Yes, literally. And I want to be able to offer um, those one-on-one lessons about how to use essential oils correctly in your home for you Mm. and that you're not learning off Instagram or sharing what you've been told on Instagram and so on. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. (laughs) 
<sighs> so tell me your Instagram handles, your website. How can people get in contact with you? Yep, Instagram's the easiest way to get in touch with me. It's just at the alternative mama, but mama is M U double M A. Because we're Australian. Hey? Because we're Australian. Yes, exactly. Um, and all my email address and website can be found from there. But for point of reference, my website is www.thealternativemama.com. Easy. Yep. I love it. Well, thank you. Is there anything else you wanted to share before we finish today? Yeah, I just feel like I should probably close that I never want people to be scared of utilizing essential oils. But my main message that I wish or hope to be delivering is that you guys really need to understand what you're stepping into to make your informed choices for yourself and your family. thank you so much for your time and for sharing all of your wisdom i've had a lot of fun talking with you and um i'm really hoping that this information like you said will help just to people make better choices but not be scared about it or feel guilty about anything that they might have done wrong thank you so much for asking me to be here (laughs) (laughs) thank you for listening to this episode i really hope that you found this information helpful If you know anyone that would benefit from hearing this episode, please share it with them. And head on over to the Guts and Girl Bits Instagram page and let me know what you thought about this episode. Stay safe, everyone.